Welcome to another Aflame teaching session. We hope you enjoy this special message by Hank Kleinschmidt. As we look at this day, I want you to, uh, I, I, I want to share something with you, but it's on the backdrop of Acts uh, chapter 2. And uh, I'm not necessarily going to read Acts chapter 2. You all know that, but I'm quickly going to just jump over it. So the point was we're all united in one place. That's what we are doing. Um, waiting upon the Lord, waiting upon the promise of the Holy Spirit. And, and suddenly they heard this, this sound like a rushing wind. And now that sound must have been something because it drew thousands of people to the building that they were waiting in. So that wasn't a little breeze, uh, breeze, the sound of a breeze. That was a lightning bolt out of heaven. I don't know what that was. Uh, I see in one commentary they say it was like a groaning of the spirit that cracked through the atmosphere of Jerusalem that morning. Sure. And, um, and, even, uh, and, and then the next minute the fire came and it divided and tons of fire were upon them. And then they started to speak in different tongues and in different languages, right? So they're speaking in tongues, prayer tongues, and languages, earthly languages. So, so all of this happened. Later in the chapter, we see 3,000 people get born again in one day. So I want you to think about that. So somehow in Jerusalem with no uh, PA system, no Facebook, no nothing, thousands gathered because of the sound that was released. And people came running because the, the New Testament church, in essence, was birthed that day. And, and an unstoppable move of the Spirit of God started 2,000 years ago, and we're still in it. But then Ephesians 1 verse 14, it says this crazy thing where Paul writes, and he says, what happened on the day of Pentecost was a first installment. It was a first fruit. And I want you to see something that we want that glory that they had, but, but there is actually a greater outpouring than what happened that day because it's building generation through generation, revival through rev- revival. This stuff is building up in the spirit. And here we are in this season. And what if there is a cumulative um, um, just release coming on us because things have built in the spirit over years. And we're actually a generation that can step into the blessing of 2,000 years of outpourings. And we can be the ones that's thrusted into that. And, and I share that because maybe we're aiming a little bit low sometimes of our expectation. What if there's a, a thing that God wants to bring together in this season like we've never seen before because he's great at building on things and adding things together. So I, I want you with that backdrop in mind, just keep those things in mind as I, as I keep on sharing. But I want to jump to Genesis chapter 8. And for some reason, I, I want to talk about Acts 2, but I can't get out of Genesis 8. So I want you to go there. And I want to share something because there's, there's like, I don't know, there's kind of similarity to me in the story. Now, I'm going to read the first couple of verses and we can just talk through them. All right. And it says, And God remembered and thought kindly of Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And, and it's kind of like, it's exactly like the day of Pentecost. It's this group of people sitting together in a place. And now they were forced into wedding. The apostles were forced, the disciples were forced into waiting. We're forced into waiting uh, because we can't go outside, you know, so we have to be here. So we're all kind of in this place and we're forced into a place of waiting on the Lord and waiting for him to remember us. And it's not like he forgets us, but you understand the language. It's like, it's like God knew that they were there, but suddenly it's like God's heart just moved and he realized, well, you know, there's a new season that's opening up. And, and I just want to declare over us, I want to declare over every person in this room 
that God has remembered us in this season. Listen, it doesn't matter what circumstances you're in. It uh, doesn't matter how hard things are going, how good things are going at the moment. doesn't matter how hopeless you feel, how excited. It doesn't matter where you are. God is remembering us today, right? God remembers us. He's not forgotten. He's not forsaken us. But today we declare that he remembers, that he remembers us. And then, then the next verse is what I love. And it said, and God made a wind blow over the land and the waters receded. Also the fountains of, of the deep and the windows of heavens were closed. The rain from the sky was restrained and the waters receded steadily from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had diminished. And so here again, we have, this is not the sound of a wind, but obviously there was a sound when the wind blows. This was a physical wind that blew. And as this wind came, literally the waters of destruction was removed from the face of the earth. That which destroyed suddenly started being drifted away by the wind of God's spirit that came in that moment. And I want you as we sit this morning to just think about that, that sound of that wind that came. Jesus said that those who are born of the spirit, they're like the wind. They're here today and this side tomorrow. You don't exactly know. But, but what does the wind do? The wind changes the atmosphere in a moment. You know, we live close to the oceans. So when the wind comes, it's incredible to see how the waves changes, the direction, the, everything. It just changes in a heartbeat. You know, it changes the atmosphere immediately. And it's a wind of change, but it's the wind of the spirit that's going to push away darkness and it's going to start pushing away evil uh, from our midst. That's kind of bringing the dry land, bringing the fertile soil, the new the new season, the new kingdom soil that we are entering into, this is what we're celebrating today. This is what this Pentecost is about. It's about this pushing back on the works of evil. It's the pushing back of, of what the enemies tried to use to destroy coronavirus and poverty and confusion. And the wind of the Spirit is blowing. And that sound is being released right now on the earth. And it's saying that it's a new day, whether it's riots in America, whether it's uh, you know, turmoil rising in South Africa, corruption. But the wind of the Spirit, Pentecost, was about a statement saying, we're pushing back the waters of destruction. We're pushing that thing back like never before. And I want you this morning to sit with that expectation in your heart that the sound of the wind and the wind is going to push things back in your life like never before. And here's the crazy part. And then what it says in the next verse, um, on the seventh day of the seventh month, uh, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat in Turkey. Now, listen, here's the crazy thing. Ararat means the curse is reversed. Can I say that again? So Ararat means the curse is reversed. So there's something about the release of the spirit, the release of this wind that starts breaking curses over our lives, over our cities, over our regions, over our families. And this morning as we sit, we need to engage heaven in such a way that we say, Lord, as your wind starts blowing, we believe that curses are being broken off of our society, Lord. That the curse of corruption, the curse of sickness, Lord, the curse of destruction, generational curses on our family, Lord, just, just the curse of poverty, Lord, the curse of, 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 of hard hearts, Lord. But those things are being ripped off, Lord, as this wind is being released. And the ark of God, which is a representation of the salvation of God, but it's also a picture of us. But we are resting on this place that says, listen, the curse has been broken in your community. Listen, if it's addiction, if it's 
uh, you know, if it's poverty, if it's prostitution, if it's sexual immorality in the areas that we work, but that the wind of God's spirit will thunder through the nation today and start stepping and breaking those curses down as we're going into a completely new season. And I want us to be expectant of that thing. I want us to say, Lord, this is who you are. This is what we've waited for. And we're going to trust you for it. That this Pentecost, this fresh outpouring is going to start breaking those things down in our lives. And even with COVID going on, that it will even break COVID. But it's going to start pushing that thing back. It's going to start pushing agendas back. Listen, I'm not into all the conspiracy stuff. It's exhausting. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's just listen to what Jesus says and go on, you know. But, but that there could be an agenda, absolutely. That people are dying, absolutely. You know, but so we have a problem and this thing needs to break. Whatever the, I don't care who's behind it, it's the, it's the devil. That's the point. It's bad and it needs to break. And the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Spirit needs to break through this thing, needs to break through the land, needs to break through the religious spirit that's working at the moment, uh, that's pushing for stuff and just just forgetting about people that's actually losing their livelihoods, but we want this thing. But other people are suffering. They can't even have a living. You know? This is not right. But there's this wind of the Spirit that's going to break through and break the sound of this thing because it's the birth. It's this thing. It breaks the religious spirit. This is what it's about. It's not going to be religion that twists arms and pushes and manipulates and rules and regulations and you know crazy offerings and tithes and all the manipulations that we see in the big prophet churches you know all throughout africa this thing has to break as the wind of the spirit just starts releasing through our nation in government in our homes in schools everywhere so so lord we just thank you right now already we praise you for that lord for the sound of the wind of your spirit just push back lord Push back that waters of destruction, that waters that the enemy wanted to bring, that waters of sin. Just push it back in the name of Jesus. Lord, let this refreshing come upon us, Lord. Let the curses be broken. You know, Joel, uh, Joel 2, 19, which, which is actually a phenomenal chapter. You know, we, many of us, well, I, probably not you, but I only read kind of the, you know, I will pour out my spirit and all flesh part. But you need to read the, the, the preceding verses, which is, phenomenal about the restoration that God wants to bring and and Joel 2 19 it says the Lord will answer and say to his people behold I'm going to send you grain and new wine and oil right I want to say that again grain new wine and oil so the new wine is the spirit the oil is the anointing the grain is, is the bread it's it's the word that's proceeding from the mouth of God and although these are, are spiritual terminology, but it's also physical realities. To hear about bumper crops in, in uh, Falun's crew, and then I know the guys in Coxstead, as far as I know, are also doing well farming-wise. And just such amazing stories of God's provision in this season, despite what's supposed to be an absolutely destructive season. I keep reading over and over in the newspapers, and they say the economy should have lost so many billion rands with, uh, you know, with downgrades and everything. But yet it's not happening. Yet our bond percentages are good. Yet something is kind of, it's not great, but it's, but it's better than we thought it's going to be. So God's hand is on this thing. And I want to declare this, that the grain, the new wine, and the oil is going to be restored in our lives, spiritually and in the natural. And I don't know where you're sitting right now, but we need to have an expectation of the Lord that this thing is going to happen, that something is going to shift and shape and turn. 
And he says, and you will be satisfied in full. Fully satisfied. Listen, imagine if we can be fully satisfied in the Lord. Just fully satisfied on who he is. Not having to look around, not having to compete. Just satisfied in God. And as we're satisfied in him, suddenly everything is, is unto the Lord. Suddenly any, everything around us is awesome. And it's because the Spirit transforms us into a different glory and takes us into a different place. And I will never again make you an object of ridicule among the nations. And I really felt this morning that some of you need to hear this. The Lord will not put you to shame, right? The Lord is not going to put anybody to shame. He doesn't put his children to shame. I will not put you to shame, right? That promise needs to ring in your hearts. When you step out in boldness, he's not going to put you to shame. When you step out in faith into a different place, when you, when, you, when you take risks in the gospel, risks in the Lord, risks in trying to restore family, he's not going to put you to shame, right? Now, we need to rest in that place. We need to be calm in the Lord and know that this is what he's going to do. And then I want to sh uh, shift to, to a next. Well, I'm going to quickly hang on this a little bit because the next part is what I want to end with. You know, I, I was preaching this morning on, uh, on the radio and uh, I was sharing some of this. And the next minute, I just felt like, you know, with this Pentecost thing that's happening, we all know the scripture in Exodus 31, where it says that, that God put his spirit on Uhaliab and Bezalel, and he gave them, the Amplified says it so nicely, he said he gave them the craftsmanship and the ability of the spirit to work in all forms of gold, silver, metal, and bronze so that they can build according to the pattern that Moses saw on the mountain. And what I felt about this Pentecost, and I shared with another group on Thursday night, my, my brother and them, but what I feel about this Pentecost is there is a practical anointing that God wants to release on the body. There is a craftsmanship of the Spirit that God wants to pour out in this season. And yes, it's miracle signs and wonders always. That's part of it. But there's a, a, a creative edge that God wants to give the church right now. Because if we've ever needed good ideas to reform a nation, it's now. God is looking for nation builders. Nation builders. People that will raise up the education system, the medical system. People that will touch the church. People that will touch government, business. People that will reform society. People that will have craftsmanship, creative ideas to create an environment where business can flourish. And even, Lord, I just want to release that now, that craftsmanship of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, just release that, Lord. A wisdom from above, the ability to rebuild, restructure church, the way we worship. God, we're desperate. Lord, this thing is burning in my heart like never before, Lord. Raise up the nation builders. Raise up the restorers of the breach of this season. Would you make me one, Lord? Would you make all of us one, Lord? Lord, a creative ability to build according to that pattern that we see over and over in heaven. Lord, but we don't want to be just spiritual and seeing and all of that. We want to bring these things into the earth. And see it manifest, Lord, that lives will be changed for generations and generations to come. Generations to come. You know, I don't want to get stuck on this, but yesterday my wife discovered this um, TV series called Jesus, the Game Changer. 
uh, it's on TBN and, and we kind of stumbled upon it and she started watching an episode and that thing wrecked me. It's, it's about uh, this guy goes and he goes into society and he sees what the teachings of Jesus, how literally it confounded everything of the Greco-Roman culture and it turned the world upside, literally. I mean, we know it, but it literally conf confronted everything that society was and everything good about society today. doesn't matter where it is in the world. It's because of our king. It's because of the teachings of Jesus. The fact that we care for people, it's because he spoke it. It was never done until Jesus came. They would leave the old to die in the Greco-Roman culture. They left sick children to die because they were weak. The fact that we have democracy is because of Jesus. The fact that we have, uh, you know, just universities and schools is because Jesus believed that you need to be educated so that you can read, so that you can grow. This gospel, this Pentecost, this thing that we have in our hands really, really is the game changer of the ages. No other religion did this. That's why he's the true God. Listen, we've got an opportunity uh, in this season where the spirit can come and this craftsmanship could be released in us and we can build nations. We can build nations. Yes, we need the spirit. We need the power. But yes, we need wisdom to build as well. We need these two working together so that we can be a full expression of who he is. So Lord, we, we thank you for that right now. In the name of Jesus. Um, let's continue. I'm going to try and continue. It says, verse, uh, verse 6, At the end of another 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent out a raven which flew here and there until the waters were dried up uh, from the earth. And, and then the next verses, we see that, he, that for three times he sent out a dove. And we all know the story. The first time he sent out the dove, the dove came back to him immediately. Seven days later, he sent the dove from the window. It came back but with an orange olive branch this time. And the third time he sent out the dove and it never returned. And again, looking at the backdrop of Pentecost and what we're celebrating today, the dove has always been a picture of the Holy Spirit. He isn't the dove, but he's a picture of the Holy Spirit. He's a raging fire too. And I believe it's a fiery dove, by the way. And, um, and here's the thing that's amazing. You know, it's like he sent out the raven the first time and the raven just kind of disappeared. The raven never came back. And what's interesting to me about that is there's another guy that received provision uh, in a season of his life by a raven, and his name is Elijah. Remember when he was sitting at that brook in the drought in 1 Kings 17? God brought a bread and food through the raven to, to Elijah. And it's such a supernatural thing that happened. And God used the raven to provide. And, and the raven to me is a picture of a season that's gone. It's, it's a season of provision that God used, but the raven is earthbound. Right? The raven, the provision that the raven brings, although it may be inspired by the spirit, it's drawing from the earth. Right? And suddenly the brook dried up in, in the story of Elijah. And the next minute God said to him, hey, I want you to go to this widow. And, and we all know the story. And suddenly this widow, God touches the oil of this widow. And the, and the oil doesn't run out. Right? It's a shift in the season from the raven to the dove. It's a shift from natural provision to supernatural resources. It's a shift from, man, we thought the money's going to run out like they've said, or I know so many have testimonies like that. Chris and you guys, 
we only thought we we're going to feed like 50 people. Man, we're feeding 200. We're feeding 1,000. We're feeding 2,000. The food is not running out. Man, our money should have been finished, but for some reason it's not. It's a shift from the raven to the dove. There's a massive shift that God is bringing in this season. And the raven was good for a season. It wasn't bad. It wasn't evil. But it's not God's first plan. The dove was the provision that he had in mind. It's that, that the, the dove that went out and came back. You see, the dove goes out and it searches the earth. And when it didn't find a resting place, it came back to the ark, which is a picture, like I said, of us, but it's also a picture of heaven, right? That ark was sealed. And I want you to think about that. There must have been so, much, so many supernatural things happening in that ark because Noah came out of the ark and he stepped into a new covenant reality where God said, I call you righteous. We are righteous. It was impossible to be righteous back then because there was no blood of, of Jesus. But it was so supernatural that a righteous generation stepped out of that ark. So it's a picture of a supernatural reality that took place. And God says, I'm shifting you out of the raven and we're going to move with the dove now. And the dove is going to be able to come in and out and move. And that's the spirit of God. And, and listen, there was a, a prophetic word years ago. I didn't know about it. I prophesied a couple of weeks ago. I, I saw these doves being released all over, white doves being released all over South Africa with messages and with olive branches just going all over the nation. And, and I, I thought it was about peace and messages and all that. And, and it is. And then I, I started digging into that a little bit. And the next minute I saw these prophetic words that's been coming since like 1990 about a dove company that God's going to raise up. And this dove company are going to be people that, that, that can ascend and descend into heaven. That's going to function out of heavenly places. That's going to function out of that craftsmanship of the spirit. And that's going to move in a different apostolic and prophetic anointing that the world has ever seen. And we're going to bring the resources of heaven. And we're going to know how to release the resources of heaven uh, into the earth so that the world can see the glory and the goodness of the Lord. The dove is a picture of the spirit. The dove is a picture of peace. And it's us coming to rest. We are that dove company in this season as he rests upon us. It's us filling the peace of the spirit of God. And with that peace, we step into the courts and the presence of the most holy place. We step into the, the mercy throne. We step into the throne and we listen and we release onto the earth. And it's this awesome natural throne, flow between heaven and earth. We, we actually are people that lives from that realm. And it's not crazy stuff. It's not fluffy. Listen, this is about we hear what the news is saying, but we're listening to Jesus. Do you hear me? This is about we're all afraid of this thing. But what is Jesus saying? That's living out of heaven. This is about government says this is going to happen or the nation says this is going to happen. But we're hearing Jesus and he said he gave us a promise and we're not going to move on. it. That's what it's about. It's about people that will be caught up in heaven because that's our home. Because we'll be at rest in the presence of the king. Right? Something shifted that day in Acts chapter 2. And heaven touched the earth and they were filled with heaven. And heaven opened up to every believer in that moment. And we had access to the Father like never before. It is an open relationship with the Lord that cannot be broken unless we want it broken. It's that ability to ascend and descend and to be at perfect peace in whatever season. And when the waters didn't subside, we just go back to our home. Right? When the olive branch is there, it means it's not clear. We just go back to home. 
And then we start moving under the leading of the dove. You know, uh, the other thing that happened on that day in Acts 2 is that the pillars of fire that came down, the tongues of fire, right? And it's amazing that tongues of fire went to rest on every one of them. In Exodus, uh, a, a whole nation had a column of fire by night and the smoke by day, right? And, we, and that's amazing because that gave them the ability to see at night, right? And what God wants us to do as believers, that's why this dove company is important, is he wants to give you eyes to see in the dark, right? He wants to give us eyes to see when, when nothing makes sense. We're going to have eyes. We're going to have vision. We're going to be able to see what the Lord wants to do. He wants to give us that ability, right? To see when nobody else can see. That's that pillar. It's the leading of the Holy Spirit. When the cloud moves, we, we move. When the column of fire moves, we move. And when that thing leads, it, it doesn't only lead, it comes behind us and it cuts the enemy from behind. This is what God wants to do in the season, right? It's the, it's the, it's the wind, it's the tongues of fire, and it's the dove, right? And you know what was amazing of that day, and I'm, I'm going to try and finish up because we've had a lot of church. Um, what was amazing about that, that day also is, is in it, I want to add something just real quick. It's interesting that we have the wind and we have the fire. And Hebrews 1, 7 says that um, it's not my spirits uh, or not my angels like winds and my, and my ministering spirits like fire. So that day was so filled with heaven, with the angelic, with the spirit of God. There was such a release of the glory of the Lord and the realms of heaven came into that room in Acts chapter 2. And these different languages was released and it speaks of unity. It speaks of families being brought together, marriages, right? It speaks of a unity that comes in the body of Christ. It speaks of a unity that, that, that comes, uh, you know, in the body of Christ globally where division walls break down and we all start speaking the languages of the earth. It's this heart for the nations, but it's a unifying sound that comes out of the Spirit of God because we're all made from the same fabric and that's heaven, the glory of the Lord. We all come from the same place, right? It was that sound. And what's amazing is that that language and the sound of the wind is what drew the people that day, that made them come and listen, right? So it was like, you know, these tongues were not just, a, it wasn't just something fun. It, it, it's, it, it brought nations together and thousands got born again in a day. Thousands got born again. It was like God's bait to get people to come and eat from, from you know, from the vine and, and eat from, the, from, from Jesus. It was like bait that he gave out in that moment. And I want to propose something to you. And I'm praying for this. And this is my request. Because just later on, we all know the famous verse where it says, and, and people will dream dreams, old people will dream dreams, and the young men will see visions, and they will all prophesy. And I, I have this feeling inside of me that the next piece of bait that God wants to use in this season is exactly that, is visions and dreams to the unbelieving world is that, and I want you to contend with me for that in this season, that God would come, and because of this dove company, because of these people that, that's consumed with him, consumed with heaven, that we will be a people that actually releases dreams and vision as an evangelistic tool in this day and age where we cannot always reach people practically or physically, but that God will come and release something like we've never seen before in this capacity, you know, uh, Maria Woodworth Ether, she moved in this grace. I mean, she lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s. I mean, she moved in this grace. Like, like I can read stories 
where, where people would just, she says this one thing, she says, a merchant, I want to read this to you. A merchant fell in, in a trance in his home and lay there for several hours. Hundreds, listen to this, hundreds went in to look at him. He had a vision and a message for the church. The Lord showed him the condition of many of the members. He told part of his vision but refused to deliver the message to the church. He was struck down. <laughs> he could not speak a word because he refused to tell that the Lord wanted him to. The Lord showed him he would never speak till he delivered the message. He rose to his feet, weeping to tell the vision. God loosed his tongue. Those present knew he had been dumb, and when he began to talk and tell his experience, it had a wonderful effect on the church and sinners. She goes on the same story. She says, one night, 17 miles from the city, young ladies were partying in their house, and they were mocking the, the manifestations of the Spirit. And the next minute, God came down on them, and all of them went into visions and trances, and their lives were sorted out. She says the next day, they were carted in with, with ox wagons. People were carted into the meetings as they got born again because visions and dreams were being released. And I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and they will dream dreams and they will see visions. And, and I want to I just pray for you right now as we kind of finish off because I'm going to get on done in a minute. But it's just, God, we, we're looking at a generation where we are at and maybe where you're at, where people are so stubborn, so hard-hearted. Lord, and we need you to break through like never before. Lord, release dreams and visions, not as just something for the church and it's awesome, but release it as an evangelistic tool in this season to reach a lost world, Lord. Lord, and how do we get it? We become the Dove Company. We become those that praise from the mountain of the Lord. We become those that pray out of the Spirit and intercede for a lost world. We become those that move up and down, that these ascend and descending to heaven and that release the resource of heaven so that people can be wrecked as you come and they meet you and encounter you, Lord. Lord, appear to them in their dreams, Lord. Use us, this generation, Lord. We are so virtual. We are so connected, you know, in, in, in the natural, with the internet and all of this stuff. Let this connection rise up, Lord. All these images that's constantly flowing through the air, Lord, let it change and let it become images of visions and dreams and the trances of God where people will be overwhelmed and awestruck and amazed and just run to the throne. It says, um, you, you know, Lord, I want to, you know, the, the Isle of Hebrides, that revival as in Lewis with Duncan Campbell, he said he never did an altar call. People would get visions between two and three in the morning in their homes and they would be so freaked out that they would get up because of the fear of the Lord was on them and the conviction of sin and, and his glory came and they would run to the church and just bow and just start repenting. Lord, we're asking for, for something like that, but we're asking for a season where the dreams and the visions will manifest out of this Pentecost, out of this day and age that we are in, in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you guys a little bit more, if that's okay. And let's just, um, I'm going to put this thing on gallery view again. And maybe at some point, this I'll tell you, we can just unmute everyone. But let's just stretch out to the Lord. And listen, whether it is that, that curses needs to be broken in your life, that the waters needs to be pushed back, let's stand for that, that sound of the wind. Whether it is that you need a stronger leading from the Holy Spirit, like that column of fire, let it be that. Whether it is this dark thing that's speaking to your heart, 
Let it be that. Whoever it is that the provision needs to switch from the raven to the dove today, let's stand for that in faith. You know, we need to be bold. Peter got baptized that day, but he still had to choose to open his mouth and speak, right? He still had to choose to step into what he just received. And I want us to be bold in prayer in this moment and just step into that thing as we trust for this outpouring to fill our lives and our hearts. Is that okay with you guys? So, Lord, we just come and we just reach into you right now. Lord, I pray that you'll release that sound of the wind, Lord. Let that wind be released right now in the hearts of people all over this nation, people watching, people not watching. But let the sound of the wind, let it thunder through our nation, Lord. Let it thunder through our homes. Let it thunder through our cities. Let it thunder through our churches, our businesses, our schools, Lord. Let it release in this season like we've never seen before. Release the sound of the wind, Lord. Lord, release the, the doves in this season. Let, we, we come against the provision of the raven and we embrace the new level of provision, Lord, that supernatural increase that you want to bring in our lives, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for this dove company. Raise us up, Lord. We don't even know what it means, but raise us up. Raise us up. Raise us up, Lord. Lord, take us up into the Spirit. Let us be caught up in the heavens, Lord, and live from heaven. We've always said we're seated there, but let it become reality, Lord. Let us see the world different. Let us see the world out of the solutions and the provisions of heaven. We come to you crying out, Lord. Release the skill and the craftsmanship of the Spirit like never before. Just release it, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, Vessel, maybe you can just unmute everyone and we just make a big noise and that's okay. Oh, my God. 
Yes, Lord. And I want to pray for guys now and, and everybody just pray for each other as we do this. But I want to pray for those of you that felt that thing about being a nation rebuilder, a community restorer. If that thing is sitting on your heart and that craftsmanship thing is sitting in your heart, let's just receive right now as we sit here for a wisdom and an ability to be released. So, Lord, we just sit again and we say, come. Come. Jesus. Wesley, I specifically, I, you know, there's lots of people, but maybe your face was just on my screen, but I kept seeing you as the Solomons, that there's a rebuilding ability. There's like an apostolic grace that God wants to release on you in this season to restructure in your field of, of expertise. And Lord, we just release that grace in the name of Jesus, just a wisdom to build according to heaven's pattern and favor with God and man. Favor with God and man in this season to touch the medical system, to touch systems in our nation around healthcare, Lord, that, that you'll just raise them up as a voice, that there'll be such protection around them in the spirit, that he'll be able to speak boldly, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, raise up these repairers of the breach, Lord, raise them up, give us ideas, give us understanding right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Can we all contend together for dreams and visions? Let's unmute again and let's just, everybody, let's start releasing dreams and visions into our community as an evangelistic tool. Thank you, Vesel. right now whatever sicknesses you guys might be having whatever you might be struggling with we just come as a body together we just pray like we can keep the mics off for this one but we just release healing into every home 
in the name of Jesus. Healing of relationships. Healing of, of marriages. Healing of physical bodies. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Arthritis. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Cancer, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Corona, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Yes. Go in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Wind of God, come, Lord. Like you blew those locusts into the ocean in, in Exodus chapter 10. Let the wind come and just remove the locusts from land. The corona of the locusts, Lord, the stripping locusts, Lord, the locusts of poverty. Just drive them back in the season in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we release gifts this morning, Lord. Let the gifts of the Spirit just be released over people right now. Even you that think it's not for you, it's for you. It's not your fault, it's the Holy Spirit's fault. So relax. It's for you. So we release gifts, Lord. Miracle gifts, Lord. Faith gifts. Signs and wonder gifts, Lord. Healing gifts, Lord, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, interpretation, tongues, discernment, Lord. Wisdom and revelation, Lord. Wisdom and revelation, Lord. Somebody just asked me if we can pray for uh, people that are struggling to fall pregnant. So if that's you or that's somebody you know, let's just... All of us, let's just go after that and just pray. Lord, as we stand in this place, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus. Every curse be broken today. In the name of Jesus, break in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak recreation into wounds, Lord. Recreation miracles, reform. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Recreation, just go. Recreation miracles, recreating people's bodies, Lord. From wounds to a cartilage, Lord, to new hearts, Lord. We, we speak against, uh, what's those things, pacers in the heart that they'll be removed, Lord. Stents that they'll be removed. You'll just open it up. Just recreate, recreate, recreate in the name of Jesus. Lord, and even, Lord, as we pray, we stand on what we just said. But this thing will spread out 17 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles, 50 miles over our society. But people will be healed, Lord. There will be testimonies in the hospitals today of people getting healed, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Release the doves. Release the angel. Release the wind. Release the fire, God. In the name of Jesus. Let's just unmute everyone again. And let's just go wild over our communities. Jesus name.
Thank you for listening to this session. We hope that you were blessed by it. For more information about the ministry, go to www.aflame.co.za or find us on Facebook and Instagram under Aflame Ministries. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.